Trash. Trash. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of We Speak English Good. It is me, Mikey P, and how are y'all doing? I'm doing okay. It's starting to get cold here in Toledo, Ohio. And um, that's a bit disconcerting considering at the this very moment, people are sweating their balls off in uh, San Diego. Uh, there's this horrible heat wave over there and... I wish that I was a part of it. <laughs> no, it's not so bad. Toledo's been great. Uh, it's been nice being around family, and Bishop's been flourishing with family, so it's not so bad. Um, I spent a lot of years avoiding this place, but, you know, in the end, this is where I'm from. This is where my family is, and I don't have to be here forever. And I'm getting some really great content for you guys. Um, I drove down to Cincinnati yesterday to talk to Terry Cole of Coal Mine Records, who was very generous with his time and um, just a really awesome dude. Just like one of those guys you just want to hang out with, you know? Like I could be friends. I, I know that me and him, if if we <laughs> if we hung out, we'd probably be friends which is, you know, assuming a lot considering that we don't know each other that well. But, you know, when you talk to somebody, you know when you connect to them. So, very nice. Uh, so, that will be coming out soon-ish, you know. You know how this works. Takes me a little while to get all the stuff out. And I only release once a week. So, excuse me. Sorry, that just felt terrible. The excuse me, <laughs> that just felt awful. Okay, so um, that's it for me. Um, I'll let me tell you a little bit about this podcast. This is with a band out of Eugene, Oregon called The Resonators. Sorry for that pause there. I got distracted because I have the uh, attention span of a gnat. So, uh, these guys were awesome. I met Kyle at a restaurant that we were stopping at, and I had a Raised Fist propaganda shirt on. And he stopped me. He, well, he was actually the guy who was giving me the food. He was the guy who was greeting. And he noticed my shirt. He's like, oh, Raised Fist propaganda. And it made him, you know, catch, caught each other's attention. He said something. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, and, and Raised Fist Propaganda is part of the California roots reggae scene. So uh, this is going to be a reggae band from Eugene, Oregon. And uh, this is from our stint in Eugene when we were on our adventure. Capital V-A-N in the middle of adventure. <laughs> that was Raina, my wife. She thought it was cute. Uh, so we got to sit down with these guys. Oh, I got to sit down with these guys. I totally forgot my chip in my Zoom H4N handy recorder here. And so I had to use their equipment, which thank God that they let me use their stuff because I'm just some stranger who's like, oh, let me come to your house and talk to you. 
I mean, it's been really weird, like not having my own space to to host my own show. I mean, I don't have the sound effects anymore, as you may have noticed. <laughs> but uh, it's kind of hard to do it on the road and weird, especially when you're like going to people's houses and stuff. So this is uh, this is the third podcast from uh, our van life adventure over the summer, and uh, I got one more. And that is with an artist, and uh, that'll come out next week. She's a visual artist, awesome abstract artist. Um, so be looking out for that. But for now, we got the resonators. We get to listen to a couple of their tunes, and we get to listen to, uh, you know, what it's like to be a band in, or a reggae band, especially in Eugene, Oregon, um, outside of the California bubble of roots reggae. So without any more bullshitting oh except for one thing go to we speak english.net we speak english good.net um, or you can write the show at we speak english at gmail.com love to hear from you all right folks so let's jump on over to the resonators <laughs> There we go. Cool. Anyways, thank you guys for letting me use your rig. Hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I showed up. So I'm, I'm in Eugene, Oregon still. The van is still fucked up. It's in the shop, and I am... Um, under the knife right now. <laughs> it's under the knife. We do need a whole transmission rebuild, so that's that. But I'm here with the Resonators. It's uh, the, the Brothers Cameron, right? Is that yeah, thing? yeah. Right. The Brothers Cameron here. And we got... Kyle. Yeah, I'm Kyle Cameron. I'm Kevin. The older brother, the older, <laughs> the older one, and and then we got Kevin over here. And Kevin, you play bass, right? I play bass. Yep. And then, go ahead, please. Oh no, I've been playing for what is it three years now? Just yeah. I mean, it's funny how uh, Kevin actually got in started with us. Is I've been playing music forever. I mean, I like uh, when I I started playing guitar because my dad and my my older brother played in bands and uh let's see i probably started when i was in like seventh grade um and then we i played in a bunch of different like high school random bands kevin was never really in the scene although we did when we were like in high school we saved up some money and got a little recording equipment it was like 200 bucks on like musician's friend you know yeah (laughs) and then started making just like every sunday uh yeah, we make beats. We, we just like make little rap beats or whatever we wanted. Just anything, anything we wanted to. Um, that was kind of it. But I moved to San Diego, played in a bunch of different bands. But then when I moved back to Eugene, I was just really just looking for a band doing what I could do. And Kevin just, I think, really was, a, I don't want to be a part of that and picked up the bass. When was that? That was like two years ago? Uh, years no, that would have been when I was... I think just turned 19 and I'm 22 now. It's about three years ago. Yeah. 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 But you're, you're 22. Yeah. How old are you? 25. Oh shit. You guys are all young and shit. <laughs> yes. I'm, fucking, I'm like 34. So <laughs> you can, too. that's the new, that's the new 25. Yo. That's I the, doubt it. That's what people I are doubt, saying. dude. Yeah. I <laughs> doubt if that's the case at all. It's like, I feel 35. <laughs> You look great. You oh, well, thank you, you sir. Great. I appreciate yeah, yeah. it. Flatter, flattery. Flattery. Oh, I mean, I was going to say something cheesy, but 
Uh, I can't speak well, so. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And then I, I mean, we just been on the grind and now honestly, Kevin plays a, one of the biggest parts in the songwriting, I think process. So he, uh, lyrically wise is very talented and oh, cool. Yeah. So, so you guys, uh, so when you got back in Eugene is when you started thinking about putting together the, the resonators. Right. And, uh, it originally, I, so I was in a band back in high school called big sweeps Uh-oh. and it was with, uh, the drummer that we originally had before he moved up to Portland, uh, and his brother, which was one of my best friends growing up, uh, the fair and they were brothers, mm. uh, the Farrell brothers, Chase and Austin. And we played in, we lived up in Portland and we used to like in high school would travel down to Eugene and play house parties and party oh, nice. down here when we were in high school and stuff. Uh, yeah, that was fun. And then when I think I came back, Austin wasn't, uh, he was doing his own music. Um, and I just need, we, I had a drummer at the time. Um, but he was, you know, kind of like not fully in it. Uh, but then I think Austin really wanted to jump in it. And when me and Kevin were just playing music, writing, and I think he just saw us, you know, pushing it. And so he wanted to be a part of it. And, and that's when it really took off. And I think Kevin came up with the whole resonator name. I think we really liked the idea of a play on words and yeah. Yeah. What like what's the play on words? Uh, the like resin you scrape from your okay, bomb. Okay. <laughs> yeah, resonators. Yeah, because that, that's that's always something we run into too. You know, being like a newer band, we all show up to a show and they have resonators spelt with an O. In it. Okay, and we okay. Be like, hey, if you, no. can you change it for us. Plus, I think at the time we were like really poor. Maybe we were smoking a lot of resin. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, Got to roll up the balls with resin, dude. Damn. Dude, smoking <laughs> resin is a real thing, oh, baby. We've all been there. We don't want to talk about it, but you did. Yeah, yeah, sometimes you just. Hey, man. You know what? It got me through a lot of times, a lot, <laughs> yeah, yeah. a lot of hard times. Just sitting there, I, I had a, I had this big like hammer piece, like it was just a big piece, like a just pipe, yeah. and I used to take uh, like the dead uh, guitar string, oh, there you go. push them in all the way, all the way. You push it in through the through the mouthpiece, push it in. And then you slowly take it out like Benoit balls. And they just like, they come out and it's just with it, it's just chunks of resin. So if you guys oh, are ever, trick. dude, it's a good trick. If you're if musicians, because, you know, musicians, they don't always have money for it. On the road, need to screw some, yeah, resin. Yeah, just fucking shove that in there. And like, you'll see it winding up in the end of the pipe. And, and that's just doing, it's doing its magic. It's doing its, it's doing its job. It's getting that. Awesome. You pull it out real slow. And uh, out comes the treasure for those resin heads out there. For the yeah. resin. I don't know if you guys are aware of this because I was trying to search you guys, but there is another band called the Resonators in the uh, UK. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did kind of look at that. Yeah, that was something we've all been researching uh, in before we got into this. Um, they are resonators. It's just right, resin know, like name. resonate. That would be okay. But uh, nah. yeah, there, uh, oh, there is another band out of Florida called Resonated too. Oh, Resonated. Uh, yeah. Well, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> they don't are they reggae too they are yeah no they're pretty killer so they, they've played with some of our favorite bands like pacifier oh okay like they have a really guys. good sugar shack session video yeah. all right yeah. sweet sweet so we're in there but we you know we we talked about that a lot but we were like man there's bands out there like the expanders yeah. the expendables the Expendab- i always mix them up Dude, too. Yeah. people do yeah and and it's just like i think people will know their band and like it you know yeah and uh, yeah if they you know, like your band yeah what's, there's, a, there's two bands here in town we have soul vibrator and yeah. soul seed uh-huh. and like all these you know so it's like it's it's 
we are the resonators. That hey, man. Resonators. Yeah, fucking own it, dude. <laughs> fucking own it. Who cares? You right? know, it's 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 silly. So you guys are a fan of the whole like California roots rock thing, and for sure. I think that was the biggest influence on why we really wanted to get into reggae. Uh, you know, it's it's always funny going around telling you know you tell people that you're in a reggae band and there's a lot of things that go through their mind of I think, when they w- first think that but uh we're just influenced by all sorts of crap uh yeah, to be honest like recently i don't listen to much reggae like i've just been listening to a lot of i don't know anything, anything that's everything. good <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 really that like anything that's coming out uh i mean yeah we were talking about anderson Pack, anderson really. Pack. That fucking album is amazing. It really so is. I'm glad good. people kind of jumped on it too. Uh, we were actually in the studio recently here down at Sprout City Studios, and we had taken like a little break just from the stuff we were doing. And uh, the the engineer at that time, Thaddeus, was just like, "Yo, have you guys heard this album yet?" And we were like, "No." And he just like picked this random track, and we were just like, just blown away by the production and just like the just the originality and yeah and, uh, the feel yeah and just like yeah. it just has a, such a smooth new feel yeah have you guys heard the new childish gambino at all yes. yeah yeah big fan of that too i've I mean, been just that's all it. i've been listening to is just that album on replay uh, the donald one. glover yeah i yeah. just really Dude, have become a really big fan genius. of him he is crazy. Uh, there's a show i've been watching called atlantis i've heard of atlanta it's such a <laughs> atlanta yeah he plays aquaman no uh, Atlanta, thank you. Um, but it's, it's a drama, right? Yeah, it's really there's no uh, there's really no climax of the sh- of the show, but it just kind of shows I think him like being like in you know he wanting to be this manager of this rapper mm. and just kind of like his experience being someone who's never been in it and then kind of being involved in it and you know the things you run into so it's it's real it's relatable for me at least like going through the music biz and just being going through the crap that you got right. go through right and struggling uh, money wise <laughs> you know like yeah man it's it's no joke no I, I i love donald glover and i love that he's like a, like this co- comic writer comic performer and then also like genius like he's a rapper and a singer and like yeah i yeah. love those people who just start like jamie fox like oh, we were talking about we jamie actually Fo- re- yeah, that, yeah the other day because we after listening to that joe rogan podcast we were just like he in the actual podcast he's talking about like how chris brown and justin bieber just have it all and i was just like the whole time i was like dude you're one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. You, you are that comedy guy. acting, yeah. like a, yeah, like award-winning actor. I, I like think Joe music. Rogan said that on there. He's like, yeah, but you, did. dude, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. A, but he was like, he, you know, stand-up comedian, singer, actor, like. He almost. What, I, they were talking about getting. He wanted to get the uh, a Tony Award, right? Was he talking about? Because because um, he has a Grammy, he has um, oh, he has a Oscar. Oh, What's that called? The EGOT and yeah. EGOT. Oh, yeah. It's the Emmy. Oscar. It's like all of the things oh, you Tony. can ever yeah. win. Yeah. yeah. Emmy, yeah. Grammy, Oscar, Tony. People award. have done that. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi okay. Goldberg wow. is yeah. in that. Wow. Is in uh, that. Yeah, I'd say put that. Jamie Foxx in there. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it's oh, yeah, true. Right. Yeah, people who are just true, pure artists. You know. Yeah, yeah it's like I, I don't even know. I, I just don't know how you even have time to do that. <laughs> it's, it's like I barely, well, now I have a lot of time, but like when I was in San Diego, I barely had time to do shit. And I, I've just not even able to like do side projects anymore where you just want to work on other things where, I don't know. 
Once you have a kid, it, it changes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it uh, changes. That, creating a family is a big project in itself uh, and takes a lot of time. Uh, yeah. But it's got to be rewarding sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> there's there's, there's a very else. little. No, it, no, there's a lot of cool things that goes with it. But it's hard, man. It's hard, especially because me and my wife do, um, we do uh, our own, like, uh, music. Okay. And... You know, we want to do all these shows, and we did a run up here, up through um, the West Coast, up to Seattle in July, and we brought her sister with us. So now we're just on the road traveling, and we go to like um, I think Vanilla Vanilla Jills. You guys know what Vanilla Jills is? I've seen that. Sound That's really a it's in um, it's in um, the Wit. Okay, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, Wit. Yeah, they call it the Wit. The Whit- Whitaker. Whitaker. Uh, yeah. yeah, district. Yeah. Is that like the hippie or yeah, it's, hipster? It's, yeah, place some to people live? can s- like. So there's downtown. Yeah. Which downtown Eugene isn't much of a downtown. Right. It's, it's like a street. It's but, cool. Uh, but it is. It's it, yeah, yeah. It's cool. But then that's like I'd say Whitaker is like your Eugene experience. Like yeah. there's some really great restaurants out there. Is it kind of Meiji awesome whiskey bar board? Uh, they got the breweries down there, but they mm. recently yeah. just had, they do it every year. The Whitaker block party. I heard we got here right the day after. And that's nuts. And it's yeah. funny cause it kind of tears the town into two because there's half of the town that I f- think really that loves it. You know, this is like, and then there's the other half that just is like, nah, like it's just crazy. There's people all over the place, <laughs> drunk on drugs, you know, but it's like, but there's so many stages. It's really it's cool. Awesome. It's yeah. a cool time. Yeah. Unfortunately this year we got there a bit late and everything was ending, like all the concerts and we got there and we're like, and of course at the end of the Whitaker block party and like we're sober and like at the end, all these like, <laughs> it, cra- it like was just like, nuts. it was such a sight. Yeah. Man, it was just crazy. People. Yeah. What's the, the dynamic of the city once schools in session? Yeah. That's uh, um, cause like, you know, I, I do notice students kind of around for summer sessions, but like I imagine once the, yeah, I feel like the town really comes out in the summer and uh, the winter time, it's just, it, the population doubles. Yeah. So, cause we got all these students and it just, I feel like everything's really focused on that because then we start football. Yeah. Then we start basketball and that's the, the duck yeah. fans around. Oh yeah. The there's a lot. There's a lot. Everybody diehard fans. And so like, especially us, like we're, we're musicians, but we also have our day job. We haven't been to that point where we hey. can quit our day job yet. So we're servers, we're bartenders, and that's like something we really in, in tune, I think, with what's going on in yeah. the city because we're we're talking to people, we're seeing right. people that come through. So yeah, when when students come back in, winter comes back in, attention is really towards I think the university with mm. just sports, sure. school, and uh, pe- the people that are here. Yeah. So like. Um, I don't know. The vibe that I get of Eugene is just sort of like a very laid back, like hippie, just sort of free thinking, f- liberal city. Mm-hmm. But I also was experiencing some good old boy type shit. Do you guys agree with that? I mean, like, you know, like racism. Oh, I'm, I didn't mean I'm not trying to go into a big long no, talk yeah, about yeah. racism, but like I did notice that there is like, I mean, is because there's kind of hill people still, right? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's. I mean, especially with all the stuff that's going on in the world right now, it's yeah. everywhere. Although I would say Eugene is its own little bubble. You yeah. know, if it's very nice and seems, it, you know, it, it is very liberal, but um, I think, but there's still some stuff going on. We, the other day we got caught up, there's some protesting going on. Things are usually really peaceful. Um, 
But uh, yeah, but people have strong opinions here for sure. And one thing I've always said about Eugene is it's, it's a melting pot. So you do have like the students, you got the hippies, you got the rich people in the hills, you uh-huh. got just all types of people. So it's it's always a new experience. Yeah. Yeah. And now yeah, a lot of Californians moving up here. You know, it's the thing. Well, yeah. Well, shit. I'm you're, you're thinking about I'm it. Thinking He's, about it, dude. We're I mean, really converting thinking, one. I don't blame <laughs> them. It's beautiful. Yeah, you know, it is. It, it's, it is. It's, and it's a great spot. I I love it. Like I, I just nothing but like like every day we to go out and do something different because my wife will teach in the van. Um, actually, Amazon Park is pretty dope. Um, the there's free Wi-Fi there, so she's oh. able to teach her le- her vocal lessons, voice lessons out of the van. Wow! And so, but that means me and the boy have to be. We were out for oh, about yeah, six yeah, or seven hours for the day. So, man, how much she, she charge for vocal lessons? I might want to jump in there and do something. Like that, <laughs> she's expensive. She's eighty dollars an hour. Okay, but there's actually someone, one of my neighbors, she's has a sign. Let's do it too. Yeah. But she's worth it. She's worth it. Well, um, I'd always love just a little session, just to like kind of. Dude, help I can at least I can hook you guys up with some. You know, because I've been singing for yeah, yeah, I've been singing forever, but I there's always room for improvement for sure. And I and I the more I'm singing, the more I've realized like I'd love to be able to control it more. Yeah. Yeah, uh, especially with you know going on tour and stuff, and after a week of doing back to back shows, you're just like, ah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you your know. voice is in the shit. That's the thing about being an instrumentalist. Uh, <laughs> I mean, your hands get tired, but like a vo- voice is, is that's your instrument. It's, that that yeah. is, and an if instrument. you don't take care of it too, yeah. You know, it can, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. You know, starting off in this town too. I think when we first started, we were just like, we hit this town so hard. We've really slowed down, I feel like, in the past just because, like, now we're getting hit up about shows. But right. first of all, we were like, we got to get out there and right. hit people up. And and what w- we were doing days where we were doing two shows in one day, we were, you know, we'd do yeah, we played a, one finish day, like a two-hour set. And then something at a bar. Pack up yeah. and go to a bar and play another two-hour set. And at the end of that day, I'm just like, I can't even talk. Like, I, you know, just killing it. But those are good days. Though. Those are fun. Those <laughs> fun. Yeah, no, that's, that's the way to do it, man. But that's cool that you guys are... And, I mean, like, Eugene seems like such a... It's a small town, but it has, like, a... It seems like there's a lot of support involved. There's, like, a support system with music or with art and stuff like that. Like, people show up for Yeah, it. I'd like to think so. You know, I guess it, it, maybe we're biased because we're involved in it, but, man, the friends we have and the bands, that's the nice thing about the community in here. I, I, there's not a lot of competition with the bands. Mm-hmm. I feel like we are all very supportive. I mean, some of our favorite guys our best buddies are these other guys playing crooked uh, some mm. of our really good buddies you should go check out their music they're stepping into the studio here they? soon and they didn't just, you say that they're involved with the raised fist propaganda uh no they're not no, no. i don't think Ooh, they were because that's that. how we met i'm actually wearing this well yeah i know i saw that that shirt and that's how i was just like hey like nice like you know at least a little bit of that scene yeah um yeah yeah Shout out to Ray's Fist yeah, and Ragamuffin Radio. Ragamuffin. My girl, Mariana in Sacktown. <laughs> Love that chick. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, it's just, it, it seems like just like a very arty community. And it, yeah, I'm sure a lot has to do with the college yeah. and stuff. But well, and with Hi Fi, I mean, you've been there yeah, too, the this hi-fi. newer venue in here. They've done a really good job of, I think, just they have, they have music there almost every single night. Uh, and it's, and it's, genres all across the board yeah um and they've they've been really nice to us you know and done the whole reggae tuesday thing which has just been a big hit uh but yeah um man it's this is kind of off topic but no, randomly please. i thought of it but mike pinto yeah really mike. big fan of him like growing up 
Um, did, did you hear his new album? I did. I love it. It's yeah, cool. That, yeah, he how, recorded on like a little four, like a little tape player and shit. Really? Yeah. You, the you hotel hear how, rendezvous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. You hear like the. I mean, you can hear it's tape. You know, it, it just has like a very vintage sound. But he he recorded on this little fucking tape player that I don't. I don't it wasn't a Tascam. It wasn't a reel to reel. But it was like I don't know what it was. I was supposed to fucking interview him at Cal Roots. Okay. But. Uh, he used to live with my roommate, or not my roommate, my my one of my good friends who I came out here with. He used to live there, so I used to hang out with Mike Pinto like all the fucking time. Yeah, really cool guy. And yeah, and he's cool. It's nice to kind of know. Well, and it's it's funny because we started hitting up this open mic all the time at Hot Mama's, this little wing place, and we randomly went in there, and it, I was just like, oh my god, that's Mike Pinto. And I was like, what the <laughs> hell are you doing here, man? Like. <laughs> And it was just like, and it was him and his girlfriend sitting there and they were just like, uh, yeah, we just kind of like moved here. And I think they were just like checking out. I'm not sure. I think there was some job thing going on with his girlfriend, but, um, we were like, like yeah, here in is, Eugene, but here in Eugene, when and was this? this was before the really bad winter. So I oh, think okay. that maybe the bad winter scared them off. Cause they did. They, yeah, they moved into this nice house, uh, like with some family. I think they were, uh, yeah, I got it some job. Story, yeah. I know he is. was like, he was, he stopped doing shit all together for a little while. And yeah. Then he just came out with this album. Yeah. He hated it. <laughs> he just couldn't stand the weather. He's like, I need to go back. I would, I wouldn't blame him. That winter was bad, but yeah, he got into reggae Tuesday, got uh, played a little acoustic set up there yeah, um, that was sweet i wish we had more time to advertise it because there's like no one there but i was like this is mike pendle get out here you, know? you don't even know really, yeah, great, with... just a really good songwriter i really just oh yeah. Uh, yeah oh yeah yeah and he's and he'll he'll be the first one to tell you how good of a songwriter he is <laughs> <laughs> well that's what's so funny that i really admire about a guy like him who just like non-stop hustles like yeah. he just like he already like could you know tour wherever he wants, but he still carries a stack of CDs mm-hmm. in his hand and passes them out. Like oh, yeah. that's great. He grinds. Yeah, he, he grinds. Guys for like sure. that he just, grinds like, all the time. Yeah. And um, we are actually yes. camped right next to him this year at Cal Roots, and he was uh, he, he was just having people like the the thing is is that he's been in the scene for so long that he has like you know he has gravitas gravitas. Yeah. Is that the right word? Who cares? Gravitized. <laughs> <laughs> but he like he's getting like special treatment. They're they're carting him around, and he just did like a real short acoustic set. But it was in the main stage. And you follow and, Jurassic Five or something like that. Right, yeah. I think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah. And then, um, but he, he's just funny dude. Like I mean, no matter what, he's always on. Like you you catch him. You, you don't ever catch him when he just sitting there just being a person he's just yeah. like you catch him and he's like i'm mike pinto and i do this but he's cool man right? no, yeah and no the cool thing was is that I, like i i got to know him a little better than just like appreciating what he does you know as an artist and, and so i know he's like a real person but like when you're out like you can't go out with him like you can't go to a bar with him like because he's just like as soon as people find out mike pinto's in there like, in san diego i should say oh yeah should say in like, san diego oh, yeah. in san diego not you know i it's don't know a little different up here right 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 but like you go yeah they're like fucking he's like the mayor of fucking ob Dude, he's right? like, I, he's just, I'm so age, it's, yeah. it's 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 hard to go out with him but He's a nice guy, and the actually this is kind of a funny story. The first time I ever um, met Mike was at a party at my friend's house, um, and he was 
I was wasted. It was when I was drinking. <laughs> I, I don't drink anymore, by the way. Yeah. Um, Good for you. Man. Nah, whatever. Yeah, I still drink a bunch, but I no. That's okay. You're 25, dude. <laughs> your 20s are for fucking blacking out and grabbing and grabbing ass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like it's yeah. it's for your 20s are for pissing away and and figuring out how you're gonna deal with your 30s. I um <clears throat> I did plenty of that. So uh, the. <laughs> The first time I ever met Mike Pinto, I saw him talking to my then girlfriend, who's now my wife. Um, I just they were just casually talking, not even, uh, not even. N- there was no like sexual uh, sexuality being exchanged like, it, it up. It, yeah, 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 yeah. It was just like two musicians talking, right? And me being like blacked out, drunk. I'm like, fuck you, man. Fuck it. I'll <laughs> fuck you up, you punk bitch. You know, like I'm sitting here talking shit to Mike Pinto. <laughs> He has no idea who I am, and he's just like, what the fuck is your problem? And I was like, you want to fuck Mike Pinto? Go have fuck this asshole. You know, uh, I'm telling that to my girlfriend right, and my wife. Oh, God, and, and so that was like, that's, the, that's how he met me. <laughs> so for a long time, he didn't like wasn't me. wasn't a fan. No, yeah. but then he moved in with my friend, and we started hanging out, and we kind of would jam out a little together. And, you know, I would show him new tracks I was working on and shit like that. Nice, and we yeah. just, you know, just hanging out with somebody. Yeah, and so now we're cool. Yeah. But first I mean, impressions, well blocked out. You yeah, know, exactly. <laughs> After many apologies of threatening his life. That's uh, <laughs> now me and Mike Pitts are cool. You're good now. No, but uh, the. I like your guys' approach to reggae because it's not just, you know, you guys mix it up it's more of a rock thing well and that was one thing that i appreciate that compliment that you said from our newest track is uh change-ups you know yeah and i think that's a big thing that we really like we like we love putting in our chorus changing up the chords for a verse changing up the chords for a bridge going into some rock out like yeah we probably got some like add or just like we got well that's that's the whole thing like you'll hear a lot of these roots reggae bands it's just a minor to g you know for like yeah, five ten minutes right, yeah. and it just like okay i get it but it, and like there's a place for that jesus christ i'm sorry guys. you're my blowing alarm. up you're popular no it's my alarm to call it's my mother Mike Pinto, oh. hey that's a good alarm that's good. <laughs> call no, your I, mom every day everyone. i do <laughs> i do i call my mom every day because that's i'm just being trying to be a good son it always feels good when you get off the phone with your mom. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes half yeah. my family is sick back home, so it's just like sometimes it's just like, oh, thanks for the bummer report. Yeah, I always thought yeah, I, I had to tell my mom to stop doing that because she would text me, uh, "Call me when you can," <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, and but it's like it's just a you know a parent like not knowing technology at all, right, so right, you right. don't know that. And I'm just like, what's wrong? Is everything okay? <laughs> like, dad, okay? Uh, okay? Like, what's going on? Like, no, it's fine. I just want to talk to you. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> do like a little happy face yeah, after right. or yeah. something. Can't, you know? No, Raj. Yeah. <laughs> no, That's funny. But yeah, like you guys sort of have a good, good uh, change ups. And, um, and especially for a, a trio, when you guys are doing live, because uh, I noticed that you're doing some overdubs, how do you kind of handle the overdub parts? Or do you just sort of play it straight? And- uh, yeah, we just. Go- we play it straight. Um, I, I mean, I, I have a big pedal board and most of this stuff. So the first album we did, we did have a second guitarist come in and I just kind of had him just straightly uh, stick with just the scats mm. throughout the song. Um, so we definitely have had to kind of, ch- I, th- there's not too much we've had to change, but we, we 
I like to think of being a musician. There's a time, there's stuff you do in a studio and there's stuff that you do on a live stage. And they don't necessarily have to be exactly the same. Right. Because I think we do a really good job of making our live set sound exactly like our song, but we're making it epic and it's going through, you know, it's it's cohesive. It's a little more raw with a three-piece, but like, honestly, sometimes I, I like that sound better. That's a little more what we're going for. Kind of gets that rockier vibe. Yeah, yeah. power trio, yeah, baby. power trio. Power yes. trio. Well, and that is, you know, with the fact that we like to change it up a bunch, we are also, I think, really attracted to... Uh, catchiness catchy mm. songs yes i you know i love me a good revolution song where you know it's just like super catchy new Calvin's all these hair, things track? Yeah. yeah right yeah that feels but i love those catchy ones but yeah i like i like to be catchy but i like to be you know all over the place too <laughs> well the, i think that's what I think that's what's so cool about like what's going on now with like, you know, this modern take on um, reggae is that there's still this huge appreciation for the old school and there's still this appreciation for the roots and stuff. But then there's also this new take on it where it's like, it's not just going to be like, you know, little skank here, skank there. It's going to be changes and mixing genres. And like I was telling you guys about skank bank, they, they when I saw them I thought that they were fucking amazing because they just they were doing like psychedelic Grateful Dead type reggae then they have this crazy guy on the fucking didgeridoo who's dressed in a fucking skirt is amazing alright oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's just so like, and, yeah. and all the musicians in the band are like jazz musicians too you can tell like they all have jazz chops and stuff so damn so like I, I really appreciate it when bands actually take the initiative and they're not just trying to sort of jump on this bandwagon, but they're trying to actually create something completely different. Yeah. And yeah. that's cool. Is And I can see where you guys are kind of going with your, you know, with your music. You Thanks, guys want to yeah. keep it moving and keep it interesting. Keep it, keep the crowd into it because as much as I like, you know, the old school Don Carlos or like, you know, those old, you gotta love that stuff. You yeah. know, like it, it's cool, but like, like, like I was telling you earlier, like I'll be in festivals and just be like, can someone just please play something that's not just fucking <laughs> right? bubble skank this and bubble skank yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which was awesome actually at this last Cal Roots was there was this, um, uh, one of the bands dropped out. And so on the, one of the small stages, they had a sitar player come in. And they had a sitar and a tabla player come in and do like fucking this awesome. Wow! They, and it was a it was a tribute to Ravi Shankar because the Monterey Pop Festival back in '69 or '68, where uh, Jimmy lit his guitar on fire. Right. That's where they hold the Cal Roots. Oh, okay. that's where it's at. So yeah. it's at the Monterey Camp um, Monterey Fairground, and so it was. Um, they were oh, it was 1967 because it was 2017. It was the. <sighs> 50th year anniversary right. or whatever so they're like this is our summer of love so there was like a cover band kind of made up of like the like the keyboards from the expanders and um there was like the guitarist from fucking like i tell vibes or some shit okay yeah whatever just it was like an all-star band people, yeah. yeah and they just sort of got together the, the night before and just sort of put went put over the other covers yeah. yeah and they were all like songs from like the 60s and stuff so it was cool awesome. i dug it i dug it yeah it was real cool but then they had this middle part where they just had this band. Um, it was just it was him and his son. It's called Sitar Power. They're out of San, Di uh, San Francisco, um, 
and they came out and did like a half hour like sitar thing and the best part of the thing was is I ate like this fucking mushroom cap <laughs> like it was like this big it's called penis envy that's the name of the mushroom okay no, penis envy penis envy it looked like a little cock like oh. a meaty little cock like a little mushroom head cock yeah it was that's just hilarious. it was scary looking and I just <laughs> ate the cap and dude I was frying my dick <laughs> off and like so all of a sudden out comes out a sitar and I'm like what the fuck is going on so it, it's amazing because like wow. you get it was like after being just barraged with reggae and skanking and all this shit all fucking day all of a sudden comes this whole new thing this so whole, yeah. it's always it's always nice to see that um, see the see people trying to take it to different levels yeah nice. I feel like shrooms and movies like a sitar will play, you know, when they start tripping out. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like the perfect, perfect instrument yeah. for tripping out on mushrooms. <laughs> it is, man. If you guys ever take mushrooms and listen to like fucking a Ravi Shankar album or something, I've tripped hard on mushrooms before for sure. Yeah. It's it's uh it's cool. It's cool. Hell yeah, psychedelics, man. We could we could have long conversations about all that shit. <laughs> you know what I've been doing lately is uh, microdosing. Dude, uh, let's, let's dude. talk about that. That's, That's like a brand new thing that I uh, I try. We tried experimented. Yeah, we had these and... gel tabs of these, oh my these God. acids, and so we did a quarter of it because we've done. We did a full hit of it for uh, for a uh, pretty light show. Yeah, yeah, last summer. Pretty insane. lights. Yeah, oh, they're it was awesome. pretty awesome uh, uh, on a tab. Yeah, but we did a, <laughs> we did a quarter intense. hit. Yeah, and it was incredible. Like yeah. being able to be like very social but like in tune with your body and with also energies kind of like around right. you yeah but also like and you don't get too much visual more just like kind of like a light shroom dose where you yeah. just get the light yeah you but know, even but even like subtle things where it's just like that looks beautiful right now yeah. like uh, down this alleyway you know or something the lighting you know yeah. <laughs> you know so, so yeah, stuff like you're that. not balled up in the corner like oh yeah. fuck what am i what did but i yeah, do you've been like kind of reading on like things like uh martial art you know, yeah. guys are like micro dosing in these like extreme action sports, action sports right. guys. Because yeah. it's like the tech guys in fucking Silicon Valley, like some of them are just eating like little shroom. That that's like their daily wow. vitamin dose. Really? Yeah, well, it's, it's crazy. yeah. I mean, there's some yeah, definitely experimenting to go with it, but uh, yeah, I remember that skate fan of session we had on micro dosing. Like, right? Yes, yeah, because like, we used to be like, not even that big into skating but. and <laughs> yeah, and longboarding. But yeah, just skate, just being anything having to do physically your muscles, you just really kind of are in in Feeling tune with, your body. with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that, man. I agree with that a lot because I've been doing that. I've been um, just taking like little pieces. It actually still have some of those penis envy. Well, I had one left. There was one big fat fucker. And so I've been just like tearing off a little bit every day. There was one day where I was like, fuck, I took too much. Like, oh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, now it's time to go to the yeah. library and uh, sing songs right. with my son. Let's go. <laughs> Which sounds terrible. I know that sounds like bad parenting. I held it together. It wasn't like I was fucking coming apart at the scene. But well, you went to the library. I <laughs> went to the yeah. library. We sang, we sang fucking row, row, row your yeah. boat, bitch. <laughs> Classic. You know what I'm saying? Life's about balance, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, on the top of this, yeah. <laughs> Not it, too much. Yeah, in moderation, help. yeah. Yeah, it exactly. Is, yeah. It, but it helps. It, it helps um, just uh, focusing in on task or, like you're saying, like physical activity. You can sort of you just feel every strand of your muscle moving yeah. and yeah. yeah i also heard like or read an article recently about uh using it as an antidepressant 
Yeah. Like how yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's proven to be really helpful. It really does help because I'm prone to depression. And so like I'll take uh, this vitamin called 5-HTP. And actually I'm taking some Rogan vitamins. I, I, oh, I yeah? take the, um, what's the one, the big one, the Alpha Brain. Have you heard I, of that? No. Well, okay, yes. Yeah, I've heard him talk about it. I usually watch the YouTube instead of uh, things, yeah, so yeah. they so kind of skip, skip all the, of the ads, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. nice. But he talks like, about touch, it within yeah. the show sometime. Okay. But I, I found, uh, uh, I took the Alpha Brain, and it really does help with focusing and just, because I'll have a hard time of just staying on one subject or staying my mind just races, you know? So like mm-hmm. it kind of reels it in a little bit nice. and with micro dosing. It definitely helps with depression. It definitely helps you get through those bad spells. Huh, um, I don't know if like, cause there's, um, uh, have you guys ever heard of maps? Like it's a, it's a actual, um, it's a research facility that, uh, do you guys know who Terrence McKenna is? Mm-mm. Okay. His brother, whatever his name is. I can't remember his name is Terrence McKenna was this like shroom guru. He's not even a guru, but he was like all about psychedelics back in the seventies and all through. And if you guys ever have time, Google Terrence McKenna and listen to him talk. He's, he's funny as hell. And he talks about like hallucinating and DMT and all that shit. But his brother, Dennis McKenna is involved with this. I've seen a TED talk that he did. You probably, um, Probably. Is he like an older dude and kind of, yeah, he's, he's like, I don't do it anymore, but like, yeah, he's, he's talking dude. about all his DMT he's trips and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he's, uh, he, him and his brother did a lot of good work, especially for mushrooms, especially for cultivating mushrooms. They actually released a book under like a pen name. I can't remember what it was, but it was like the grower's guide to mushrooms. Okay. Yeah. And so it was just, it, it, they've done a lot for psychedelics and they actually <laughs> really are so, with it, yeah. And they're actually against like Ken Kesey and Timothy Leary because they think that they sort of just had this tool like LSD and just sort of like used it incorrectly. Like it didn't focus it. Maybe should use it in a way where it didn't set us back, you know, like okay, yeah. years and years. Because just now in the last like 10 years, they're actually able to start doing research with psychedelics again. And that's sort of what MAPS is. MAPS is doing work with um, MDM. MDMA um, for post-traumatic stress syndrome for like so these soldiers coming back. Okay, yeah. All fucked up. And like small doses. No, no. They'll fucking, they will fucking dose the fuck out. That's funny because like I feel like, well, I guess they're just testing it, right? Well, I mean, they're they're actually treating people now. So they're actually treating and Because I feel like you have your ups on that, but you have your like down intermediate side. Yeah, extreme. Well, then there's, yeah, they're, they always say it's, you know, the... It's how strong, I guess, you really are in your mind sometimes. People, you know, I, I are able to, you know, I don't know. But maybe at that scientific level, they're, like, doing it right. Like, they don't... Well, yeah, they monitor you and, yeah, like, and, you're... And, like, maybe the actual th- Yeah, because, yeah, this is... Perfect. This is yeah, true. It's yeah. not just, like, going to fucking Charlie down yeah, the street yeah. and buying a fucking <laughs> tab and, and like, ah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, I'm going to treat my depression today. Ah! Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay, um, yeah. But, no, this is, like laboratory grade <laughs> drugs and they're feeding people psilocybin like john hopkins started treating people and they're a huge you know medical yeah. thing entity and so it's starting to come back and so what they kind of are blaming ken Kesey and, and timothy leary about uh for is sort of setting back the research 
that could have been done properly and all the testing and presented in a yeah you know way. and yeah. same way how weed got sort of you know like now they're doing all they're now able they're, to treat people and yeah. now weed's actually starting to become illegal and are legal, legal not yeah. illegal um but it, it, it so yeah so the mckenna's maps um it, it's just interesting it's interesting that it's kind of coming to this uh this new way of treating people, but like for people who've been doing it for years, it's like, yeah, duh, this fucking like helps yeah. with so well, much more than just like what's wrong with you. It, it like enlightens. And yeah. Well, we, we, uh, we played this show in Portland, um, a couple months back and going into it, we, we, our drummer booked it. I, we had no idea what it was about, but it was at this hotel and it was for these people that are part of the students for sociable drug policy. Oh, SDSP. Yeah. Uh, SS. DP. Yeah. Yeah. Students for social drug policy. And so going into it, it was kind of just like, Oh, I don't know what these kids are about, but it was this big seminar that these guys all got together and they were, uh, from all around the country and that's what they're trying to do here in our country is push the legalization of everything. Mm. Um, or at least decriminalize. Decriminalize, stuff. yeah. At least yeah. So we're able to, you know, and it was crazy to talk to these people. And uh, we actually, that night, we did some Molly uh, <laughs> well, that like they it, had. Like, they were like the smartest, like, drug users you'll ever meet. <laughs> it, no, it, really, like, it really was. They, they were, were like super intelligent people, and it was a crazy crowd to play to but like yeah that girl gave us like some like liquid like professional party and they went into honestly. like all the like chemical breakdowns with us beforehand and she's like so would that would you be cool with that and I'm like yeah. yeah so we did uh <laughs> so we did some liquid molly like they oh. dropped it was like the pure stuff and it was it was beautiful it was great <laughs> and we don't we don't play shows um on drugs i mean we'll drink a little bit before i'll smoke a little bit of weed before uh, yeah they don't count uh, but uh, we, <laughs> but we played that show on this Molly, and it was, it was awesome. It oh was, yeah, it was. Pr- I had a great time. No, kind of tough did. too, like, because <laughs> like, because I feel like you're even more like focused on one task at a time. So yeah. it was yeah. either like I play well, or like I'm entertaining to the crowd. Like, yeah, yeah, so. yeah, the, yeah. Because de- de- there was definitely times when you kind of like tunnel vision, you know? Yeah, yeah like, I guess that's. Oh yeah, I'm on stage. Yeah, playing. I got. <laughs> got a job here <laughs> there's people in front yeah. of me but like, yeah. the crowd was great and they lo- it was one of one of the better shows i will go down in history for me like it was just fun and pe- you, of course everyone else is tripping yeah. but they were they loved us hopefully they asked us to come back but it was a really cool experience that, was really that yeah. sounds like an awesome yeah game. it was yeah, cool to just talk to these guys <laughs> yeah. yeah and and they all th- like they would gather and they were in a hotel so they would like book out these like floors because there's a bunch of them there's yeah. you know hundreds of them but they would all migrate into one of these hotel rooms and party in it and they just had lights and then they had designated they called them rangers that were like walking each floor yeah and they would rotate like shifts just to make sure everyone's like noise level were good so they weren't getting in trouble like it was just like man you guys have taken care of everything so everyone can have a great time right party right and be responsible it was just like yeah okay wow like this is the way to do it this is the way to party (laughs) man like imagine half a hotel room full of cuddle puddle like just one big <laughs> cuddle puddle people <laughs> tri- puddle. like i it grew so big we were just like people yeah, just, just cuddling some really cool people just <laughs> that yeah. sounds that sounds amazing <laughs> it was yeah. it was a really cool experience yeah yeah man like yeah. um you know i always found 
for me, like getting high, like even smoking weed before shows always kind of put me in, in like a, in a different space where I'm not concentrating on performing other, I feel like I'm more like trying to, um, thinking about how the crowd's perceiving me. Mm-hmm. It's Be- the whole paranoia. Yeah, thing. yeah. Well, and that's kind of something I realize. Like, I'm, they don't smoke before a show because if Kevin does, he'll be sitting up there like, uh, what do I do? Yeah. Uh, but are no. uh, yeah. I have realized and I've kind of s- tried to stop smoking as much before shows even though I, s- I love smoking. Yeah. But it definitely takes me a good three or four songs to really get right. You know, the first couple ones, I'm just like, <laughs> Here we go. you know, but, yeah. you know, but it's no. so hard being in a reggae band at these reggae shows. Well, people are so throwing weed at you. Well, yeah, that's the whole thing, man. And, and lately, lately I've been actually smoking weed and, and doing, uh, and being fine with it because I've, just played so much now where I'm like completely comfortable with just being on stage. And I think that has a lot to do with it. I think yeah. earlier in my playing career is like uh, a performing career. I think that you're, you're, you are in that, like, well, how are they seeing me phase instead of just being like, this is where I belong stage, you know, yeah, where you're like, yeah. I'm up on stage because that's what I do a bitch, you know, yeah. like, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. This is, yeah, I'm here. It's my shit. I'm right. Gonna, and so yeah. like now that I'm much more confident in my playing, like getting high, at least a little high before the show is fine. I've been actually back in April, there's this little gig in Groveland, which is right at the Groveland, California, which is right at the foothills of Yosemite. And they book you for two nights and you stay in the oldest saloon in California and it's totally haunted. And then you stay (laughs) in the, and you stay in the old brothel, like above, like that's like above the bar. And it's, it's an awesome gig. Chris at the iron door saloon, fucking shout out. Awesome gig. Cool. But, like, after a day of, like, tripping and being in Yosemite all day, like, tripping on shrooms and then coming back and then having to play for fucking a couple hours, <laughs> I, the second night, I was so fucking high. I was eating these edibles. He gave us these candies, these, like, little candies, because he's also involved with, well, I should probably shouldn't say that, but, <laughs> but he was giving me some candies, and, um... He and they're like these little fucking tiny little sugar candies, these ginger candies, and you fucking eat one and you're like, oh, that's cool. And then like 15 minutes later, you're fucked up. <laughs> so I had like three of these and I'm just smoking uh, weed and just fucking dumb about it. I'm like, I'm literally like half sideways, just doing the bare minimum. Not just trying to play the course. Yeah, I'm like, I'm doing this and like. <laughs> Uh, luckily, I'm confident in my playing now, so I'm like, okay, I'm doing this shit, and uh-huh. just. But you know, that's about as far as I'll push. The it. rest of the band hold yeah. together. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Everybody else got is fine. Some yeah, I mean the rest of the. That's a problem with a three piece though. If one of us fucks up, yeah, yeah, one, yeah we're is, real like, scared. Oh, <laughs> you guys are literally up there with no pants on. Yeah, like fuck. Yeah, like the band I uh, Skanks Roots Project. We can get up to like ten people on stage. Wow, that's fun, dude. That's which fun. is annoying to me. <laughs> I was like, can you even hear me? Yeah. Well, it, it's not so much that. It's more like. You don't need all that to Sometimes put on a good much. show, but there's so like we always have guest people coming on, and we always and sometimes the guitarist Eddie he 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 likes to play just casually because he's the one of the lead singers. So we have an extra guitar player, two keyboards. We'll have like at Cal Roots we had two hand percussionists, not necessary. <laughs> Fucking two guitarists, uh, not that necessary. So you guys played at Cal Roots. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. We played Cal Roots. Um, How was that? It was awesome. I fucking had a great time. I wish I could have stayed the whole weekend. I only stayed for Friday, the night we played, and then I had to bounce out because I had other gigs in San Diego and some other shit, but yeah. So, I didn't get to stay the whole weekend. I would have loved to stay the whole weekend, but um, yeah, like we had too many people on stage. Like, yeah, it's just to me, it's just a clutter and you don't need that much. And especially at the end of the night when you're trying to get paid. It's like when you're you oh, split yeah. between 10 Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. like, oh, thank you oh, for my... Brutal. Yeah, and but you got free drinks. It's like, oh, sweet, I don't drink, but that's cool. I'll just, <laughs> I'll take my fucking 50 cents and go buy some gum. Yeah, just keep all your drink tickets. <laughs> just save them. Sell, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a sell them to my own band. It's like, dude, yeah. two Start bucks. a collection. Two. I got these drink tickets. I usually use them for bribing. So like, it's go. like, yo, I get the back bench, right? <laughs> I get the back bench on the ride home, right, bitch? Like, <laughs> Laying down, put my feet up. <laughs> so who was your favorite performance that you saw? At Cal Roots? Yeah. Um, besides the sitar, that was probably one thing. I thought Revolution did great. They're always it's like, I'm, not, good I'm not like the biggest fan of Revolution, but like... It was awesome. I was really high on drugs, um, so like yeah, that those makes, guys, that those makes guys, sense. We we've it's been funny, to a I, lot of the, their shows. Yeah, I remember yeah. seeing one of their first shows in like '08. Like oh no, yeah, that was the first concert I ever went to. Actually, yeah, really, yeah. yeah. I think that I may, yeah, and them and Tribal Seeds. It was like yeah, was I like crowd surfed to Safe and Sound, like and I was like years old nice. or something like that, but. Yeah, I think that uh, that was a big influence on us. Just live shows in general. Being a kid, going yeah. to live shows, Hell living yeah. just outside of Portland, yeah. like that was that was awesome. That was like my favorite thing. Just and like being a big fan of these like smaller bands, like being like Pacifier, for example. They're yeah. probably up there for one of the bigger influences of us. And it's mostly and we've met those guys a couple times, seen their show. They're great guys, but it's mostly just about the way. I really am influenced by these certain bands that are just like really independent and really on the hustle. Mm-hmm. Like they just don't, they just don't take breaks, you know, right. uh, and put out just great music. Um, yeah, and, uh, I agree. yeah. One of those guys and uh, Tatanka, really good kind of buddies of ours uh, that we've just watched grow, you know, yeah. and all these things. And uh, we're hoping to just be that band that just grows real quick <laughs> like that, you know. But uh, hey, yeah. man. Well, that that's a. Uh, how far south have you guys gone for playing? Uh, so we've really only done, so I guess we've been a band for two and a half years. Probably. Oh, okay. Uh, we've done one tour under our name with, um, our good buddy band from Arizona, something like seduction. Awesome guys. Big shout out to them. Um, and we did a week tour with them in what we did a Seattle show. Um, and then mostly here in Oregon, but we are, uh, about uh, we're in the works right now of doing a two work two week tour in December, um, and we'll go down. We'll spend that last week in California, so cool. we'll hit San Diego. We'll be nice. down there at Winston's. Yeah, hopefully. for about four days, some San Diego four shows. Yeah, we're gonna do I think three shows, shows in the San Diego area. We'll do Huntington Beach. I think we, uh, we'll be Bay in area. San Luis Obispo in the Bay Area. Oh, cool. Hook up with we got another good friend down there at the Ridgeway. It's another younger um, kind of pop reggae band that's really just taking the scene yeah dude um, we've been dying to get down there because yeah because we know a lot of yeah, people we, yeah, we just want there. Yeah. and i think our sound will just be a good uh change up yeah down there totally. yeah. within that scene yeah no totally man um i i feel like i feel like san diego is just saturated kind of with amazing talent 
but then there's like just people who are just I, I don't know it's so saturated down there and it, it's fun and I love the scene and stuff I just think that new blood needs to get in there and just sort uh, yeah. of like, and I feel the same well I don't know anything about the scene of reggae up here so I feel like uh, I feel like SoCal and California needs to come up here a little more too and just sort of I agree it's slowly slowly trickling up it but is. like yeah. even Portland like it's Almost, it's pretty hard to get like a reggae. Well, show the Portland there. seems like you're just gonna go to like a shoegazer type show Dude, every night. Of the week. <laughs> There's like someone said this saying the other day. And I thought it was so funny, but like you can't swing a cat without hitting a, mu- a musician in Portland. Like <laughs> it's just it's really saturated up right. there with, but reggae is hard. Right, like you can't get reggae shows up in there, but like port a uh, rock. Indie right. shows, indie you know stuff. these, like or it, these yeah. DJs now, you right, know, right. Are playing. Uh, but but there are a handful of people here in the Northwest that are really doing a good job of just, I think, pushing that scene right. out here and and putting some venues on the map, you know, because we're constantly seeing these bands tour. The only cities they'll hit in the Northwest are Seattle and Portland. Right. You know, we're like, come to Eugene, come right. to some of these smaller towns because let's get people out there because we can start. Yeah, I mean, Southern Oregon has become pretty huge reggae fans, so I know it's it's just working. Yeah, every way time up, we go you know, down there in these rinky dink towns, it's it's some of the best fans. They're just really into it. Yeah. Uh, dancing, getting love down, to like, smoke weed. Lo- yeah. <laughs> Put, got the yeah, best just weed. Well, we were at this show at the Sound Lounge in Grants Pass, and I had some guy come up to me and stuff like. 10 hits of acid in my pocket was just like here you guys go (laughs) I was just like thanks man dude I don't know if we'll do that but (laughs) dude you know what the fucking when I went to the reggae Tuesday fucking some dude was coming out of bathroom he was like hey what's up man you want a dose and I was like dude I was like fuck is this just how it is up here people are just eating drugs and hanging out dude there was a woman the other day at one of the reggae Tuesdays and she was caught in the woman's bathroom just had a brownie of her edibles that she was trying to sell the people. Oh my god. Like, like, like you the bartender. Oh. And they had to like go there like get out get out. Get what sell, you can sell drugs <laughs> in like so you give your drugs it's away. It's legal and it's really lax here on it weed. Bites. That's no, and it's it is. It's funny. Like any venue here in Oregon, you know, we when we have some of our bands come up through and we're like playing a show with them, we're just like you know blazing just right outside the venue, and they're yeah. just like, "Can we do this? Is it okay?" And it's like, "Yeah, dude, yeah, it, baby." It's surprisingly <laughs> okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I've been telling this story a lot, but like, I was just in Ohio over the winter for the holidays, and I was just trying to score some weed. And fucking in Ohio, it's still like they're they're actually starting to legalize medical now, but it's some stupid shit. What's like, it like out there? Well, at the time in in January of two thousand or January <laughs> yeah. two thousand seventeen, I had to go buy my weed in some like shady little fucking parking lot where the guy was like, "Keep your money down, bro. What the fuck?" You know, I was like, "Keep it down, keep it down." Was like, oh, oh. like it was like a real <laughs> you're like weird back to high like yo, I'm just getting drug weed, deal. man. Like for real, like I felt like I was buying fucking heroin. It's just like I was surprised a gun didn't fall out of his pocket. I was just like, dude, what the fuck is wow. going? Why? It's but crazy. It is like that some places. In some places, so, yeah. Like, it, again, it, we're in a bubble, you know, with that. that well, like the whole fucking West Coast yeah. is just the in their own little world. <laughs> it is. It is the best coast. Dude, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. You can have New York City. I'll yeah. fucking take. I'll yeah, fucking dude. take the nature and fucking and the people yeah, over dude, here. West Coast right. is just—it's so chill. It's such it's a good, so good vibes and out here, man. I just don't. I just don't. I just don't see why anybody want to live anywhere. Have you been over to the East Coast? a lot yeah well i'm from ohio so like so coming up 
in Ohio, like we make road trips because like New York is like eight hours away. Yeah, right. Yeah. Fucking Boston, all yeah. all that East Coast, like all they're those. They're so big close. That's what's like close. overwhelming for me. Is I I I didn't think you could just like state jump that much there, but you really like oh, it's yeah. like oh yeah, I'm just driving to Florida yeah, today. You can go it's Philly. Like, oh. Yeah, yeah, you can go Florida in like eighteen hours. Yeah, that's which crazy. Isn't bad. I mean, you can get from Seattle down to yes, uh, in like twenty-two hours. or Let's something. see. I've done the drive to from LA. Portland to right. San Diego. It's you can do it in seventeen, like seven, fifteen. Yeah. yeah. If you're fucking doing, maybe, your yeah, if you're okay. that's, yeah. It's a don't it's, get stuck in LA traffic. Oh my god! No matter what, Dude, we took one wrong turn last time we were in LA. It took us thirty minutes to get back on the freeway. I want to I'm surprised it was 30 minutes. I want to kill myself. I'm surprised it wasn't like two hours. Dude, it was no LA. I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. San Diego is in a spot where it's like, no matter what angle you come from, you're getting fucked. (laughs) Like you come in from the five, you're getting fucked through LA. The 15 goes through like wine country and Temecula and, and you still get some of that Riverside County traffic coming from the East. You're going through death Valley and fucking like that's hard. You know, like so. It come from TJ. If you're coming from Mexico, come you're sitting the in. Border. Yeah, it's, like, it, <laughs> it's all shit. Any direction you come into San Diego, you're just fucking like you're 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 either gonna sit or sweat. You know, so it's like it, it's it's a nightmare. But you know, it's, it's fucking. It's what you deal with to get that yeah. fucking those beaches, beautiful Dude, beaches. Man, I love beautiful San Diego, but too. But you know, I'm here now, so maybe, maybe I'll be a resident. Here. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Well, you you got friends in the town, dude. Oh, sure, that, but that's nice, though. That's nice. It's nice that that's the first thing I really noticed is like once I started going to the shows, you know, I realized how welcoming people are, and just like, oh, well, it's nice that you're even here. Also, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's just like a really nice. Uh, as opposed to like you go to Southern California, it's like what the fuck are you doing here? Like, you, you, dude, it took me like ten years to become a working musician in San Diego. Granted, most of that time I was pissing drunk, pissed <laughs> drunk, trying to yeah, fucking burning bridges for ten years. But yeah, that, once I stopped, I became a working focus musician. Up, yeah, so it, it worked. Yeah, no, and it's it's actually funny like how we're just doing this now, and and it's literally I picked up the phone at the Wild Duck. And it's because I've been working both of these jobs so much, I always confuse when I pick up the phone because I don't know if you remember, but I was just like, my other job is this place called the pub at Laurelwood. So I pick up the phone and I go, pub at Laurelwood, how can I help you? And then I'm just like, uh, sorry, Wild Duck Cafe, how can I help you? And you totally on the phone were just like, yeah, <laughs> like, oh yeah, you were like, I'm so tired, yeah, man. You're like, like, I am too. Dude, don't worry about it, dude. It's like, been a long day. I don't day. know who this guy is, but I like him. <laughs> and then I didn't even know it was you too who came up, but I just saw the shirt, and so it was, yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> it, it's just it's it's been a great experience, sort of being uh, stuck here. So I don't know. Eugene's a cool place, and it is. And I've always I've always known that. Like I, I've traveled before through here, but not like this. But like I've always had everybody not kind of like stuck. Right, right. <laughs> just sort of like hanging out and then sort of moving on. But, you know, like it's always been known like Eugene and like Asheville, North Carolina has like that same, you know, same vibe going yeah, on. Yeah, I've heard like Austin, Austin, Austin yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just people who are just... Well, there, know, there's something to learn from your positivity too. Because if I was just stuck in the middle of nowhere on my with my car, I'd be pissed and in a bad well, mood. But you just seem but like. But there's that. Yeah. There's that. But like, I could be stuck in like some shitty little town in yeah. like Salem. You could be in Salem, Ooh. Oregon. <laughs> 
that I heard, be bad. I heard Salem is a little bit more uppity because it's the capital. There's no, a, dude, it's not. It's I don't not. know. Wh- it's like one of those. Like, why is this the capital right here? It's funny. There's that uh, Anchorman two came out, and it's not nearly as funny as the first one. Right. But he says this thing in there that I laugh so hard. He goes, "I've only been out of the country twice," and he goes, "One of them to Mexico, and the other one to Salem, Oregon." <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> oh my god, that's so great! Like, I don't think anyone else gets that except Oregonians. But that is really funny. Yeah, (laughs) I've only been through there, but I do have a guy that I have on the podcast. You know, he's a frequent person I have on named Bentley Michaels, who I just did a podcast with in my van like a couple days ago, just over Skype. And I was actually gonna go up there and like see him in person and be like, let's do an in person thing because we've been talking. for years now just sort of doing our podcast and he was telling me yeah fucking it's, he he's the one who told me that there's a little bit more money because it's the capital and there's politicians but he's like yeah it's not that cool because i was like is all of oregon just like a bunch of hippies smoking weed just like <laughs> you know inviting you in their house and they're just like it's like nah man no it's, it's salem's not like that at all yeah and you go out to like where we grew up in the suburbs of portland like it's it's very different yeah, yeah. salem's got more of the methy vibe for Ooh, sure nice <laughs> We played a couple shows up there, and they've been interesting. <laughs> I mean, a lot of Rinky Dink towns have a messy vibe. Yeah, I guess that's. <laughs> I mean, I could Salem's not that. I mean, yeah, it is big. It's a city. Yeah, yeah, it's a city. Do you, you guys? Do you guys consider Eugene a Rinky Dink town? No, I mean not There's, not in a bad way, but like yeah. just sort of. A no, no, I wouldn't consider it. I my definition of a rinky dink town is the next one over, like Springfield. Springfield, you know, and that's <laughs> or always not even the, that. Like I was, even, I would say, like you know, those like a, you know, five thousand people, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I guess. Grants and there's some Southern Oregon cities that are small, but oh yeah, for sure. Right. Well, there's hill folk everywhere, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> the, and we love them too. Yeah, yeah, we love them all. Yeah. No, that's the greatest thing about traveling is just meeting just everybody. Characters. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's. It's just one of my favorite parts. Yeah, yeah. when we went on our tour, it's just like, it's just crazy to be meeting people from all different places. Yeah, yeah, it's it's worth it if if anybody can do it. Just fucking like, even if you're just traveling, even if it's not just music, it's just like getting outside of your bubble and like trying to figure out. You know, I mean, it helps you figure out who you are. It helps you figure out you yeah. know what this world we're participating in is. I think. Yeah, I think people are really open to like musicians too that i've kind of realized like if you're a traveling musician people are like oh, oh that's good for you like you're getting out there you know <laughs> right. and, and it's like thanks you know and it, yeah so that's always something i've experienced it's just cool to talk to people like supportive of you just like yeah i'm uh, trying out my passion man right. i'm uh, pushing it you know? throwing my hat in the ring baby yeah. <laughs> yeah no like that but it's funny when you're like talking to people who are like maybe in your own town and you're just like, oh yeah, I play music and they're just like, oh, and then what's your day job? And right, yeah. you're just like, it's hard. Yeah, it, it is. It is. A, I had some coworkers, uh, you know, I'd forever they like, I, you know, talk about my daily life with them, you know, and through the band stuff and they were just like, always just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, come out to a show, come on, come out to a show. Yeah. They finally did and they were like, after the show, like, oh, you, like, in, yeah, okay. Like, you, yeah, you, I you, get it. Like, you guys yeah, are good. Yeah. And you're, too, you're like doing <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. So. Which is always good to hear because you're just, yeah. like, right. you know, people just think well, you're in a garage band or something. Exactly. Well, that's all, that was kind of the point I was making is like people kind of, uh, people generally have a, um, a poor view of artist's life or musician's life. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, you're just going to be a poor person who fucking can't support your family or whatever it is. 
whatever the stigma is, like I, I feel like Americans don't appreciate art or artists as much as like, you know, Europe or even like Cuba. Like they take care of their musicians, you know. It's like they make sure that their musicians are, are taken care of mm. and people come and bring them food and shit like that. Yeah. Um I just feel like that there's not really any uh, appreciation for art. And then when you look at um, the first thing to go in, in a society, the first thing to go in America was the art programs in school, right? Like the music programs are out, art out. Right, you know, it's the first to cut. It's yeah. the first thing they cut. It's like, and what do you do? What, what, what do your parents say when you're like, I want to be a musician? It's like, well, go to school, mm-hmm. figure something else to fall back on because yeah. you're certainly going to fail yeah, as a musician. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. I mean, luckily, I had parents who were like, okay, cool, but. I mean, they definitely were like, you should go to school and figure out like another path just in case that don't yeah. work out. Well, uh, that like, I mean, I think any parent, you know, is going to be like, I want, you know, security. I'm training my son right now to be yeah. a fucking, a, a starving artist. I mean, yeah. there was, a, there was a time I remember when I was a kid where my dad, I mean, my parents were very against me being in a band yeah. because of what the band stuff brought. And I think my older brother kind of, <laughs> paved a, a, a way kind of in a way because he was in a band that was like punk band and they were like into all, all sorts of stuff at, and you yeah, know I had like to like going to a show yeah. and I like saw like I was a little kid and like, people had like Liberty, Liberty Spike yeah, yeah and just like I was just like yeah. what is so this? I had to like convince my dad that like no like I'm, I want to do this like I'm not going to be some punk out there like I want to you know I remember him like play a G chord can you even play a G chord you know things like that I remember that as a kid it was really? funny yeah but it, it, you know now my uh, our parents are you know the biggest fans supporters of us so that's awesome well yeah. your brother kind of paved the way for like yeah. the craziness, the craziness and then, yeah. so now it's sort of a little bit yeah it's crazy a little bit more what, tired what 10 years will do yeah. man just so, like, people go through their lives and how, people change yeah. how much older is your older brother he's 31 oh okay so not too not too bad it's yeah like, he's five years older than me yeah. yeah i think so um, is he still doing music dirty uh, nope nope he's a uh, he uh, he was never the. He's in finance now, and he and he will, he will back me on this. But he's told us to like he never was the best musician mm-hmm. in the band. He was kind of I think in it for the ride, and I think he was slowly kind of pushed out and kind of found out that like music that he but his art and and he really went into the um, drawing. Oh, he's, his, an he's an incredible artist. You don't have any, any of his stuff around, but uh, but then he went into landscape architect. And now he's oh cool killing it in an awesome landscape architect job, and he's actually in April about to move to Israel. Oh my! And uh, with his wife, who's originally from Israel, and uh, yeah, they're gonna take on that that whole. That's train, interesting, yeah. right? So yeah. So did he build his business here in Eugene, or is he? No, no. Right? He uh, so actually the thing that brought me out to San Diego is he had uh, he was living out there. Um, just working really. Uh, I don't think had really found his career path there. He was just doing kind of freelance art um, and had recently broke up with a girlfriend and kind of needed a roommate. And I was living up here and kind of things had ended with where I was at. And I was like, ah, uh, looks like, uh, let's just go to San Diego. Let's try it out. <laughs> yeah, you know? Totally. So I moved in with him and, uh, and then he started going to school there and I lived with him through all school and I started playing and I played in a little acoustic, uh, band called H and I, which were the letters of our apartment buildings. It was a girl that I lived right next oh, to cool. and she had a, a beautiful voice and I played guitar for her and we played around a little bit and it was a lot of fun. And then, uh, then he went out to Cal Poly and now, yeah, now he's doing the whole thing. That's man, time cool. flies. Jeez. Oh my God. Tell me, dude. Flies, man. Yeah. So, so. So your parents 
eventually became supportive. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's it's something about me and Kevin's. We grew up in a Mormon religion. Oh, uh, sweet. Uh, yeah, our our whole family was Mormon, even the out their side, my dad's side. So that was a whole interesting situation going through that and leaving. Oh, uh, you guys, okay? So you guys don't? Uh, do no, 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 no affiliation outs <laughs> whatsoever with any religion, really. Right. On. Um, yeah, music is my religion. <laughs> Fair enough. Bow to the DJ. Bow worship the, the rhythm. Worship. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So my yeah, my mom, I still I still think uh, goes, and my sister does, but my uh, my dad doesn't, my older brother doesn't, and I don't, and my little brother doesn't, and that's a whole interesting thing that our family had to kind of go through. But uh, but we are Made closer than ever. Right. You know, um, was there like a whole like community like kind of like. Um, kind of like turning against you when members of your family no. started to leave no, or was no, it not really my mom's has it like wasn't, additional it wasn't ones, like so Scientology where they no, yeah, right. they're like yeah, oh, no, no it's not like a cult uh, yeah, there's they? I mean there's definitely like some judgment you can feel from like you yeah. know my grandparents my aunt oh, and for sure, doing this stuff for sure. but but I think like as time has gone us and they've seen us like as adults mm-hmm. like like uh, we come and visit them all the time they know that we you know are they may not agree with our lifestyle, but right. they love us and are su- very supportive of us. And we're very open-minded to, you know, their religion and, you know, yeah, do, yeah. Do your thing. it's like, do your thing. Just yeah. don't encroach on my yeah. space. Bro. Well, it's funny. <laughs> uh, what were your, I think it was Joe Rogan. I was watching his stand-up. I know we've talked about him a lot, but That's all right. he, uh, he's pretty he cool. says that yeah, he's m- awesome. Mormonism, he, he calls it a cult, which is kind of funny. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, but, uh, he goes, they are the nicest and the best cult out there because they don't bother anyone. Like yeah. they're so nice. They're yeah. just so, you know, it's like they are though. They're, they're, uh, we played Salt Lake city a few times. Um, we play about twice a year and like, it's fucking, they're nice people. They super. Yeah. You can't, yeah. It's yeah. very family oriented, you know, it, yeah, nothing wrong with it. I am. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like Mormons, I'm, I don't care what you believe in, but yeah. like I said, don't fucking try to like. Yeah, po- yeah. Postal. Just be a nice person yeah. and just love people. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Just, yeah. just be, Simple just be that. cool, bro. Just be cool. You don't have to be an asshole. No, um, that's that's another man. The Salt Lake City gigs are fun too. You guys should check that out. out. Um, There's this joint called the Royal, and it's done by this guy named Clay Cleasy. Clay Cleasy. Clay Cleasy. Royal. (laughs) Clay's cool. Now he does this Thursday night reggae thing at uh, in um, in Salt Lake City, and then there's another gig the night after in Ogden, which is about 40 minutes outside Salt Lake. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, I heard there's like Mexican gangs there, Hmm. but I never I never had a problem. But they love the Book of Mormon too. <laughs> but they love the Book of Mormon. They love the Book of Mormon. Book is blue. Word is true. Uh, have you guys seen that yet? The Book no, of Mormon. No, I want. Oh yes, love I to watched see that. I was actually uh, gonna say it's funny because it's kind of like a parody on the Mormon religion. The, yeah, yeah, the play. But the LD, or yeah, the their Matt. church has an advertisement right at the end of the pamphlet. Yeah, like, yeah. You're interested. Cause they're just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, you know it's a, good totally bash us, but we're like, hey. But that's <laughs> but that's like the greatest thing that ever. Is, but that's like a testament to you like mad, you're just like all right, well, exactly. You know, roll with yourself, it. You roll with the punches, yeah. man. Because I mean, like you know, Mormonism is taking a lot of punches. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> but that play was that play was great. I'm a huge fan of uh, Trey Parker, Matt yeah, Stone. Matt, those yeah. guys, those are guys are amazing geniuses. Who are guys who straight came up from you know yeah. grew up in a Mormon religion. And, yeah, fucking Colorado. Right. No, yeah, the the gigs down there are awesome. You guys, um, you should check it out. I mean, I'll fucking, we, I'll yeah, try to, I'll on, try to give you. We are a, on our way. We're it, it's funny. We're in this like pause right now as a band because we are looking pattern. for a drummer. Uh, 
hardcore. Cause so if you're a drummer and yeah, you're in the Eugene we area. will keep you busy and paid. I mean, we are like turning down shows left and right, and it's really sucking because I just want to play. That's, that's the only reason why I'm doing this is because I love playing shows and play, performing. Play show. Tying and stuff. Like, oh, let's listen to one of your guys' songs. Let's listen to the new one. What's it called again? The newest one we released, yeah. Royalty. Yeah, yeah, Royalty. So we're gonna we're gonna listen to that, and then we'll be right back. Sweet.
Good shit, guys. And oh, yeah. like we were talking about, there's like movement to the song. There's uh, there's dance hall. There's like some rock climbs, which sounds like someone climbing a mountain. But no, it's like <laughs> some like rock, like heavier like movements and and a saxophone and a saxophone. Yeah, Watch that out. was a cool experience. Just having. Um, it was an interesting experience, and uh, and all of it. But uh, Tommy Tomikaze, the sexy beast. The sexy um, beast. Yeah, he's. I uh, saw that on the on right. The yeah, that's what he goes by. And and uh, for a while, he was kind of just. He was a little bit of a of a, a band slut. He was just all over the place, and it was great. Yeah. He's a really young kid. Oh, yeah, give it up to the band whores. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah just <laughs> jumping around them. those horn. Yeah, those horn Horns. players. Man, like, what everybody are you doing wants jumping them. up on my set. Dude, okay, now nah, the <laughs> tribal seed <laughs> horn players are like the horn players for every band they in just, Southern California. Yeah, <laughs> great, they're busy. Yeah, <laughs> they are busy. But yeah, so awesome it was, uh, that is a good gig to have. Yeah, dude. that song yeah. we uh, yeah we wrote a while ago, and just were really excited to kind of release a single after kind of trying to keep that momentum going after yeah. our debut album and and uh we did it down with thaddeus again at sprout city studios in eugene what, what, what kind of studio is that like a project studio or house studio or is it a uh, i'd kind of say a little hybrid of both yeah okay. it's a little place just off 11th and chambers and i think it was just kind of like a little house that was converted into oh a so studio. it's a legit studio oh, it's, it's a, a legit yeah. studio what's yeah. up with all the house businesses <laughs> what is like There's the history a ton of, of old buildings from like yeah yeah i mean most of these houses you see here in eugene were built in like the 30s and 40s and i think people just kind of like stick in it and build their business out of it i like vibe they got you walk down the street and like and even the house of records or is that what's yeah yeah yeah. that's a dope spot yeah that place is awesome and it's just like this house that they turned into fucking record record store no i love that that's like one of the things that i noticed was like what the fuck why why is there like every like there's a whole strip of like just like all houses that are like businesses interesting, Very interesting. um 
So they converted it. He yeah, converted yeah. It and Thaddeus has been a really big help to us too. He's the uh, owner and, and main engineer at Sprout City. Yeah. Um, he also <laughs> runs classes too, which has helped me kind of like expand my knowledge just on like what the hell I'm doing audio right. with yeah. audio production, I, which every musician I think should take some sort of like random class about it just because you know it's random stuff putting up your own especially your if you're going to be in the put, studio even as a musician you, yeah. you want to know what you know yeah what well, frequencies are do, you know yeah. like random stuff like that and, uh, eqs you know yeah. all those things the, so. i, I yeah. agree with you guys 100 percent. i think that that's like along with learning your scales it's like you should <laughs> learn how to use a DAW. like learn how just one i mean just because they're all kind of similar but you know you learn one and yeah, uh, you're in that business. Learn it all. You exactly, know, it's like it's exactly. a trade. In, in know, itself. know the sound you want to provide yeah. to people. You know, like like know how to like recreate that anywhere you go. Yeah. Like, Especially yeah. in this age when people aren't, you know, are going to listen to your music before they come out to a show. Right. You know, yeah. you want to. Yeah, and so that's what was cool when we first before we did our album in the studio. I he just had a poster that was up, and I, you know, it was one of those things. I just called it and super nice and was just like being the best we'll we'll work with what your guys's budget is and what we want to do and and it was just a cool experience to just find uh, to do an album our first ever album uh in the studio and really learn from it i'm excited and live too yeah and live you Uh, guys you guys recorded live we did do it live yeah except for you know then we went back and did vocals and i'm i definitely like that style better yeah, yeah. I th- I yeah. Say. They're yeah. tracking. Yeah, and tracking. Yeah, it really I think gets captures uh, the raw captures yeah. the the energy that yeah you're doing on stage. And since then, I think our energy has really gone up. Just yeah. um, comfortability with each other, tightness, and just damn all that. Yeah, nothing like uh, a few hours in a hot room. Just trying to play the same song over and over, over, and over. To, to get you guys <laughs> hours and hours. Yeah, my wife. So fun. My wife. We when we were just back in San Diego for like we were back there for like a week after doing because I did a we did me and her did a run up to Seattle and then I came back with Skanks Roots Project and we did a run out to Utah. And so we were in San Diego for like a week, just sort of getting our last minute affairs together, put my shit in storage, and um, she cut. A three song EP. She's gonna go back for more, but it's this guy named Tim Felton um, from the Surefire Soul Ensemble, which you guys should definitely check out. If you guys like funk, do you guys like um, yes, like the Dap Kings type shit? Like um, Sharon Jones, ever heard of Sharon Jones and Dap Kings? Sounds so familiar. It's like just like this old like funk revival, like back when um, Amy Winehouse first came out with like Black and Back, mm-hmm. Back in Black. Nice. The Dap Kings was the band she recorded with. Oh. And so that have awesome. they have that vibe. Okay. So yeah. so they he kinda in that in that vein, they're like a funky surf band. They kinda do a reggae song too. They're fucking dope. Cool. But he records it all in his house and he just has all these old fucking preamps and and EQs and he actually has the Tascam reel to reel tape. Nice. So my wife went in there with her band, which um um, she has a band and then we do an acoustic thing and they did a live take of all the songs and it sounds incredible. It's just like this old, like saturated tape sound. It, it just sounded like it was recorded in the seventies. Wow. That's it's love beautiful. That. I love how that's coming back kind of like a little it's bit right so, now. Even it's in like so the most popular music. Yeah. That yeah. town. Like, like I can hear the tape and it's like, keep it, school. keep it, you know, just it's the like, old. Yeah. yeah and, and, and it, you know, it's tape. So there's not, I mean, he dumps it into pro tools and edits from there. But, you know, like 
when you used to have to edit with the tape itself, you right. know, like that. That's yeah. really it's a fucking. That seems like a nightmare, but I mean, with technology now, it's amazing. You can just record a tape, dump it into like a DAW, and then edit it like how you can do it digitally, but yeah, still absolutely. have that beautiful, full, just this huge, yeah. saturated tape sound. And that's why I thought that Mike's last album, uh, Hotel Rendezvous, I, I I respect that because he did it. Like those drums that he's getting in there, it sounds just like something you'd hear on an old Toots that is what, album. It's, you know? That's one of my favorite part about the album is is the tones of the drums mm-hmm. and the bass. Yeah. And they are just like are so warm and so tight. Yeah. Uh, and I just like that album just because it's... Uh, it keeps you guessing. Yeah, every song yeah, is not different. reggae. That Crook it's song is probably one of my favorite songs of the year. I'm yeah, there's that song on there that's just that. uh, yeah, just the whole the way it's written, the outline of it is just yeah. is beautiful. I think. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, I think he made the right decision by um, doing it just like in the most minimal style. Like it sounds huge, but like he's doing it on this little tape recorder. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I yeah, love right? it. Screw you. <laughs> 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 Fucking Mike. Telling me the expanders drummer. Drum, uh, uh, I, I feel like I heard that. Maybe someone told me that Asher uh, from the expanders oh. played. <coughs> he might have. Uh, probably. In, in I Pinto's mean, album. Mike. Mike fucking knows everybody ever. So like, anybody who anybody in the scene, like he's like best friends with. So it's like it's it's funny. It's hustle. Hustler. He is out there hustling. It's still. Do- oh, I love it. I love that he still has his balls. Dude, he's got a dick. It, it kind of sucks that we brought over um, our buddy's dog the other day and another dude dog, dude dog. And he just starts humping him like <laughs> right off the bat. Like every time we left. What was the go. choice of not removing the balls? Um, this is my roommate's dog, actually. Oh. And I don't know. I think he was planning on at one point like yeah. making some puppies. But oh, he's no. he's an old guy now. That's an old dick. Oh, so he's like whatever. He's, he's gonna <laughs> die with my yeah. balls, what son. Talk about me. But he's, he's gonna go out humping. He's a little. He's yeah, a little go pit. <laughs> go down humping. He's, he's the sweetest little pit. He's just he hanging out here in the studio. He actually got struck by a car um, when him and his old roommate. Uh, uh, we're moving in here, and he jumped down to that road right out there. Oh God! And, uh, yeah, he's like missing some teeth, his tongue. He's like, oh my God! Like, like, the back hind is like oh, a bit weaker. Yeah. Just to oh, trooper. But yeah, man, trooper, he's man. what's his name? Really well. Tyson. 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 The fucking baller, right? With the balls. Yeah. The balls baller. It's a fighter like Tyson. Man. <laughs> so tell me about the the burgeoning. Um, uh, reggae scene here in Eugene. I, before we start recording, you're telling me some of the band names, but what are some of the? Tell me how some it's been of, growing uh, and who's involved in okay, that. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. So uh, Soul Seed um, is really I I put them as like the father band that really kind of helped um, out. Uh, but how we kind of got into the scene is we booked one of our first shows ever down in Brookings, Oregon, okay. which is right there on that corner of the coast. Oh, nice. And there's a really cool little uh, restaurant there called the Oxen Free, and um, they they do a lot of shows there. But uh, we were super stoked on traveling, getting paid you right, know, for yeah. a show. It was like a four-hour drive. We didn't even make it like an hour down the road before our car broke down, <laughs> and we had to cancel the show. But we ha- I had this high of just like, I want to play a show tonight. Right. I, I'm motivated right now. So I ended up calling every venue in Eugene and I ended up calling this little dive bar called black forest. Um, 
and uh, which is originally like a metal bar, but I was just like, hey, do you guys possibly have an opening tonight? Like, we're looking to just play a show. Like, we had to cancel, and he's just like, we actually have a reggae band playing tonight called One Dollar Check. Um, let me ask if it's okay, okay if you can jump on. And we did, and we ended up meeting those guys uh, and just immediately hit it off, and they were a really cool reggae band. Um, so there's that $1 check who had already been good friends with uh, Soul Seed. Um, and then when we were in the studio doing our album, um, we just kind of took a little break, and uh, Thaddeus, the engineer then, was just like, hey, I think you guys might like these cats that I'm recording too called Crooked. Uh-huh. Um, out from the coast um, and they're an acoustic reggae band and uh, he just put I was in the booth you know and he just yeah. put them in in my headphones and I was just like oh these, this is great this yeah. is really cool really digging their sound um, and he's like yeah you should hit, hit him up for a show so we ended up hitting him up and now we're like best friends those guys are like my buddies and they've um, they've grown from being an acoustic band they finally got a drummer and they've gone electric now and yeah they play is, all, all over now right they do yeah, yeah, they, yeah they're busy I've definitely, now yeah I've definitely been on a bill with them I'm sure it. Uh, no, th- probably not crooked. Like okay. they're they're. N- Wait, who am I thinking of then? There's sure. a there's another maybe then crooked, crooked sti- vultures. It might be, no, <laughs> uh, no. Dude, there is cool. another like crooked no. trees, something is one like of those that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so crooked. They're from from the coast, and they they're a little younger than us. But we've kind of just been helping each other out and like started booking shows together. Um, and then when I think uh, we finally got a little gig at Hi Fi, kind of this thing was going with Sky, who's the booker for. Um, uh, Soul Seed and also plays keys and and didgeridoo. Um, he kind of ca- just came to us and I think uh, we did like a big fam jam. Mm. They played a show and I think w- they allowed us to get up and everybody got up. You know, I got up on yeah. guitar. Everyone kind of switched around bass and drums and we were like, we we should keep this thing going because I think we were kind of inspired by um, in town they do a funk jam that's yeah. at Lucky's and then they saw, I think they moved it over to Hi-Fi now. Yeah, which I think there's both. I think there is oh, both, but both. they do a Wednesday and yeah. then the Thursday. Oh, okay, think, sweet. Uh, which has been going on for a while and that's always fun, like yeah. funk jam, that, you know, and yeah. it's and really cool musicians. And so I think we saw how that was really good and we were like, let's just start our own little like Reggae Tuesday and Hi-Fi was really willing to work with us and um, having just those four bands, we were able to kind of just like each take two weeks out of the month, yeah. you know, Bef- so we could start getting it going. And then we made this advertising. So like bands just started traveling through and we yeah. started just hitting up all these bands. And now we have these DJs that have had like emerged these like reggae spinners, yeah. you know, doing old school tracks. Yeah. Um, and then we've had just who, who are some people that we've had through that? Um, we got a chance to play with new Kingston, John Wayne, the pain, John Wayne, the pain, yeah. sensei really motion good. came through. We got to play with those guys. Uh, yeah, who, the Tomorrow's bad. New King- you already oh, said bad. new King- Oh yeah, tomorrow's best. That was dope. Yeah, show. those those guys are great. Um, Heritage band just recently kind of came through. Nonstop out of Cal- uh, Colorado. Yeah, a lot of a lot of great acts. Yeah, so well, it's cool because you guys sort of built this like. Uh, built-in scene for other bands that come in and sort of like putting it on the map. Yeah, yeah it's so happened people, really quickly, and it's like it's an awesome community. Well, and I think it's helped because too. we, like I, I think I mentioned earlier, all these bands come through. They, you know, I see on Instagram, on their Facebook, they post these their posters, you know, and their tour dates, and it's always like, oh, I'm looking, they're getting in Oregon, and they're only going to Portland, <laughs> and it's just like, but there's a scene here for you. Like, right. Take a take a break to stop in here, and it's two hours south. Right. And. Uh, and we got a crowd for you like you know that's which is so which yeah is the cool. reggae bands out there listening come up to Eugene Morgan <laughs> man like we well, got I'm, a gig for you I'm definitely I'm definitely um, 
I know that um, our management team is definitely in the works of booking something here. Cool. Because we're trying to, what we're trying to do is, because we, we do Texas, um, Utah, California, Arizona, but we've never really pushed up here and, you know, talking to Sky Williams, Skylar Williams, who uh, who's another booker at right, yeah, High Five. Who plays in a cool metal band in town too? Sweet. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Metal scene here is pretty cool too. Yeah, you, I, yeah, the, I could see that. I could see metal yeah. being fucking rocking here. Um, yeah, he was like, man, we got such a huge demand for it, but we're not getting enough bands. I'm like, dude, just you know, let me <laughs> let me get the information I need, and I'll send it out to my people, and let's start fucking funneling some of these assholes in here yeah, like let's entertain these yeah. ki- these yeah. kids you know because people are the one the one bummer is it's a free show that's so, fine though yeah yeah wait, that, wait that, is, <clears throat> but there's no pay for the bands Ex- and they that's get kind a, of a, they get a percentage of the bar oh okay it's it's not like a regular so that was the thing when we started it off it wasn't about the money for all right. these local bands because it's not a pain in our ass to load up and drive down the street and play a show right I'd rather do it than sit at my house, you know? So, so starting, so that was the hard part, trying to get these bigger acts in being like, just come through. We'll give you, cause I think what are we doing? They're doing like 10% of the bar sales, right. you know? So really it, it, it's hard to have these bands like new Kingston come through and pay them, you know, like right. 60 bucks, you know? Yeah. And have them wanting to come back. So, you know, I, I understand people got to get paid. Um, but that's thing, something I think we've been trying to work with Hi-Fi now because it's busy there now. Yeah. And, and we have been kind of like teetering with these, like throwing a $3 cover, $5 cover on the door. And it's still packed, right. not as packed because there's a lot of freeloaders and they like their free Yeah, show. they come in, they're <laughs> oh, like, yeah. fuck that, I'm out of right. here. Right. I got to pay two bucks to get in. And it's like, dude, yes, it's, it's support a, this shit. It's always <laughs> such a, it's such a... Cause I used to be like that too. I used to be like, oh fuck, if you can't put me on the list, I'm not coming to your show, dude. And it's like, yeah. that's rude. It's like everybody needs yeah. to eat. So we, yeah, so we do a donation accepted, um, suggested donation. And every time I walk through your door, I'm always putting two bucks in that oh, thing. That's cool. Anyway, like just putting it back in the pocket, and it's just uh, hopefully in the front. My friends around me too are like influenced right. by that. Um, well, that that's hard. That's I, I can see how that that could deter people, but I also think that for bands. I think like for the Skanksbridge project, for instance, who are trying to break into a scene, you can't just go in there. He's like, we don't really have a crowd up here. <clears throat> we might have some fans up here. I don't know, but um, you can't go in there just demanding shit. Uh, but the the reggae twos that I went to was not this last one, but the weekend before, and that was this band called Lamb's Bread mm-hmm. from Hawaii. Yeah. From Hawaii, and they ended up putting a seven dollar cover for their show because they had a demand. Was it busy in there? It was. It was busy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, Lam- good show. Yeah, and I and Lamb's I usually bread. am there every Tuesday. I I just have to skip some of them every once in a while. But yeah, yeah. Well, you got you got work, baby. Yeah. You got you got to make money. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was a great show, and that's where I met Skank Bank. And um, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but you know, stuff like that, like with bands who have a little bit more cachet. I've never heard Lamb's Bread, but um, you know, they got some videos that have like five hundred thousand hits or whatever. Right, yeah. So I guess in Hawaii yeah, they're cool. Maybe coming through, yeah. But. And um, and I I got the chance to talk to those guys. We we're supposed to do a podcast, but it never happened. Whatever. <laughs> But we met them at, you guys know, Sundance Natural mm-hmm. Food. Yeah. 
we met them in the parking lot over there and they were eating and it's a whole family band which I thought was amazing and it's a 13 year old keyboard player a 17 year old drummer oh wow they hired a bassist and then the wife sings that'll get you hits husband. on YouTube for sure it, it was pretty rad like for just and the, the keyboard player was super solid. He had a, he was 13, you know, he's just rocking out. And, down, and we, we all got to talk and, and nice people and all. And, and uh, I, I think it was worth the $7. And oh, hands. I, I just think that anybody who, who's like, oh, fuck that. I just only free this, free that. Go fuck yourself. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like people put like For their real. whole life into like working. I don't think people really grasp that who don't, don't know yeah, how much yeah. work is put in. You know? Right. And well, and it goes back to that like societal look at how they view art, how America right. views art. It's yeah. just like, eh, I just want the least, I'll just, I'll pay, I don't want to pay anything yeah. for it. Just, just give me yeah. the free art. Yeah. You know, like now with free music, every all, everyone's album's free now, and like well, yeah, you know, and that's so the, in the digital age, like that's all you're making money off. You're not getting royalties from plays. No, like yeah. the yeah, percentage you, on that is so right. Small. You're, you're, you're working you're, on merch you're, sales, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And merch that's and what shows. I think we've kind of had to grasp, and maybe every you know now at this time, every new band who wants to be a band, don't expect to make money on selling your music. Really, expect to make money on your shows, your ticket sales and your merch. That's like the biggest thing, you know, people. And and that's, that's what I just tell everybody out there. Like, Hey, listen to my stuff for free. Just, just buy a ticket to our yeah. show. Yeah. Pay just that $5 Come cover. in and see yeah. it. See the show. Yeah. See the fucking show. As long as you're just doing that, thank you. Like, right. That's, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just when people show up at all, is that's like the most amazing part. It's like, hey. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever. It's, I think for bands like, like Skate Street Project, like some of the bands that are coming up now in the, in the Southern California scene um, or in the California scene altogether, I think it's worth coming up here. And even if it's, it, is you, it is a $60 night, you just fucking infiltrated like a whole yeah, yeah. bunch of people who are going to be like, oh, that's awesome or yeah. I hate you, yeah, whatever it's it like, is. It's not like a $60 night and there was three people right on. like it's, you're gonna have you're gonna have people there right and, there, yeah. there's people there to hear you and chances are they're gonna probably buy your cd or your shirt or whatever the fuck yeah. it is yeah so I, I think it's still worth it my fucking manager's kind of a he's kind of a he's kind of a asshole when it comes to money like that so like i'll have to talk to him yeah he's looking out for the best yeah of course, of course that's the job like, for the manager and it. like you know some of the musicians in skanksters project me included and the drummer we're just musicians. That's all we do. So that's all we work. Uh, so, you know, we come in there and we have our demands too. It's like, oh, we got families. We got to eat too. So, yeah. But, you know, sometimes I'll eat shit for shows for the band, you know, but whatever. It's, it's not that big of a deal to come to a built-in crowd. Right. That's what I'm right, saying. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing that we all want, we, we're trying to convince people is that like, try it the first time around and, and, hopefully the second time around it'll be established where it's like we've seen you now and that's you know that's the shitty thing about being an artist is in this world like we're talking about is there's the whole like having to prove yourself you know but it's there you know to sell yourself you have to prove yourself to these people so that's kind of like i guess what we're saying i don't i don't i don't see that as much of a problem is just being underappreciated for that because it takes a lot of balls to go up and fucking expose yourself like that, you know, yeah, yeah. and to like try to make a life out of that. So it, 
if you're going to be out there trying to prove it, that's that's awesome, and I I think more people need to do that. And I I just I just wish that American culture was a little bit more, you know, a little bit more accepting yeah, and more we'll, supportive, supportive yeah. of that yeah. because American art and American artists has fucking influenced the entire world. Oh yeah, like jazz, blues, just that alone. If you just take blues and jazz. And then you map out what that turned into for the rest of the world. Yeah. You know, fuck, it dude. We should be fucking so proud of that. And we should be so fucking, like, just honored that people want to continue that tradition. I agree. But, you know, where are we at? We're here. <laughs> we still have Nazis carrying around tiki torches dude. and shit. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. We, America has its issues. A lot, of, a lot of dumb people in this world. A lot of dumb fucking people. Seems like a lot of hidden issues have come to fruition or shown themselves. That, yeah. You know, you didn't know. Yeah, they came. Know. They came out of the woodwork, did yeah, they? Yeah, like, <laughs> they all got their yeah. their leaders. Um, yeah, <laughs> they got the asshole, the king of the assholes, in the fucking White House, and they're like, "Yeah, now it's time now for it's us time. to rise up." Yeah. Right? It's like nobody's gonna accept that. Go go down. Um, okay, well, <laughs> let's wrap this shit up. Yeah, let's man. fucking should we play one more song and then um, and then call it a day? Uh yeah, definitely. Uh, you pick it. Cool. Yeah, the next song will be the first title, the uh, first track off of our. Uh, should we do that one or should we do the last? Uh, let's give them something more reggae. Let's do the last one. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, this is kind of like our our good closing song that we do at uh, shows um, and a, a nice little anthem. But it's called "I Don't Want to Go." Um, it's the last track on our uh, album, "The Beauty of Living." Okay, so we're gonna listen to "I Don't I Don't Want to Go." Yep. Okay, and we'll be right back.
this dreamy state My legs lift out from under me I grab your hand and suddenly We begin to levitate Take you to the water where the breeze is blowing harder All I got my mind's you behind glass So I'm by the fire Brains of phantom limb Movements driven by desire Ain't no stopping here We'll just keep on moving higher Is it alright? You're my little Good shit, guys. Um, so, where can people find you? Uh, websites? Instagram? Literally anywhere. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right uh, Resonators.com. Right can you spell that? Yeah. Uh, R-E-S-I-N-A-T-O-R-S. Resonators. With a dot in front of it. Yeah. yeah. The Resonators. Uh, but yeah, we're on Spotify. Check out our Spotify um and uh, iTunes, Amazon, um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We have a couple cool little videos we did from KWVA radio station here in town. Oh, I did see those. Um, yeah, uh, and West Coast, keep an eye out for us. We got this tour in the in the works for uh, the winter time. Yeah, Crooked and Resonators going on. Yeah, tour. we'll, we'll be awesome. with our buddies at Crooked. I think uh, I don't know if we've totally decided on this name, but uh, I'll say I think we're going to call it uh, Cracking a Cold One with the Boys. Uh, tour. Winter, tour. Winter tour. <laughs> tour. Cracking a, a cold one with the boys tour. That's a mouthful, but yeah, it is. you <laughs> know what? Fucking a lot. So is the name of my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all good. Yeah. All right, fellas. Well, I appreciate you guys. Thank you, my guy. You know, appreciate being you. very um, hospitable and breaking out their mixer and we love the garage shit, man. man. We love it. But um, all right, guys. Well, we'll see you next time. And, um, you know, um, Fucking HJs for everybody and uh, be <laughs> nice to your fellow human beings. Call your mom. Word. Call your, and call your mother. Call your mother. Call your mother. <laughs> Weren't they a couple of gentlemen? They allowed me into their house to make silly jokes and I forgot my stupid chip 
for my stupid recorder, but they let me use their stuff. So I love those guys. Awesome dudes. Definitely a band that you're going to be hearing from in the future here. So as they make their way down to California and start hitting, making the loop, you know, these guys will come up. I, I really like their approach. It's unique and um, approach to writing, especially in this genre. Um, anyways, yeah, that's it. Next week, we have visual artist Courtney Blazon. Blazon? Blazon? I don't I forgot how she says it. Blazon? Courtney Blazon? Which, this one happened in Missoula, Montana. And um, we'll talk more about it next week. But uh, that was awesome. I love that this was the last podcast while we were on the road. It was was awesome. So, I can't wait to share that with you. Take care of your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. Bye. Love ya. Bye.